Hi, my name is Bree. And I'm Cassie. Welcome to Hot Mess Mom, a show dedicated to breaking down the traditional motherhood stereotypes. Hey, what up, people? Welcome to Hot Mess Mom. We are capping off 2018. It's the first episode of the year. What's up, Cassie? Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you guys had a safe and turned up New Year. Oh, my God. I just realized I broke my shoe during our New Year's Eve party. Okay, never mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't getting... I wasn't doing anything crazy. So, I mean... I was just literally going to say, like, if you just realized that today, then you must have been doing something crazy. I definitely end up passing out on my friend's couch. I was so tired. Nice. Nice. Aw, poo. (laughs) Well, I had an amazing time celebrating New Year. My emphasis on the part where I was had a good time celebrating it. (laughs) Um, I had. Um, reconnected with a friend from college, more than a friend, a sister from college. I was with my other sister from college, and we all just had a great time. It was amazing. Like, I, I literally, it was so much more than I expected. I'm not sure what exactly I expected, but I haven't been out in a long time. But it was thoroughly refreshing. Just, it was nice. I really can say that I had a great time. And I've already learned my first lesson of 2018, people. First What's that? Um, oh my god, you, do you want me to go there? Uh, do you want to go there? <laughs> oh, I can tell everyone what my lesson was, but it's gonna oh. be it's gonna be another um regurgitation of what I've been saying in every podcast for ending for since we started it. Um, basically, I just been having so many aha moments and like just these spiritual like movements inside where I'm just like, wow. Cause I feel like I've been saying this prayer. Um, I don't know. This is so horrible. I need to know exactly how it goes, but it's the one where you're like, search me. Oh God. Like you're basically asking him to bring out everything negative in you, all of your own flaws and reflecting on yourself and building on yourself so that you can work on those things. And when I say he's been pulling it all up and out, he's been pulling it all up and out re-humbling me and yeah I've learned my first lesson January 1 I had a huge sobering sobering moment after all of my fun and festivities but I feel like so thankful for it too which is very weird because I'm just kind of in this place where it just reconfirmed for me how savage I need to be in 2018 boo and how selfish I need to fucking be because I can't risk my own personal um you know spiritual health or mental health for anyone else's down you know for anyone else so I think it was on time and I'm glad that it was 1 one eighteen when it happened though uh, I didn't tell you all this Cassie but you'll hear it now but <laughs> I'm glad it was like it happened on January 1 because I feel like literally the last thing I was saying was that I need to get out of my old habits you know kind of just set the tone and For some reason, I was in this limbo phase where I needed to speak up and do things. And I was like, oh, you know, just kind of dancing around it because I felt uncomfortable. And then when God had humbled me, I was like, oh, no, no, I'm being selfish for sure right now. (laughs) Let me get some shit in order. (laughs) 
So yeah. Yay for being selfish. Yeah, that was my first <laughs> lesson. Put you first. Put you first or sacrifice yourself. Uh, hello. Hello. So happy new year again, everyone. I'm so glad to have you guys back. What are we talking about today? Okay, well, I'm not to bring anybody on a Debbie Downer, but I feel like we do need to address the elephant in the room from 2017 and how it's kind of going to affect us um, heading towards our future. So just a pre-disclaimer for everybody who is listening to this podcast. This is not man bashing or any type of form of it. Wait, pause. So I got a question. I have two, actually. Because you keep saying... (laughs) That's so rude of you. You keep saying not to be a Debbie Downer, but why do you think you're being a Debbie Downer? Go. Uh, Because this is a totally, like, um, morbid type of topic. But is it necessary for conversation? Like, is it a conversation that needs to be had? Oh, definitely. Then let's just have it with no apologies. It's 2018. We're grown. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I was trying to be co- politically correct and polite. To who? But anyways, continue. So, we're not man-bashing. <laughs> um, it's just taking yourself into perspective about um, everybody's side, even though it's going to kind of be biased because we do not have any men in the room. Maybe next time. But we're going to talk about all of the sexual allegations and sexual harassment stuff that's been going on. Now, we're not going to go in specifics just because I really don't want to go there. But we're going to go ahead and share some experiences and some of the perspectives of women and kind of how we are affected by it and how we can change it or be aware of it more so I know I know that um, this was kind of one of the things where you were like, Brie, um, you know, we didn't really talk about this. We kind of just glossed over it. So why was it so important for you? Because I know, you know, like I said, you, you definitely were like, well, let's just go ahead and do it now. It's January 1. We're going to talk about it and, like, touch on it since we didn't. Why was it so important, though, for you to touch on it? Okay. So this is going to be kind of selfish. It's important for me, A, because... This is um, a time where I'm actually going to be vulnerable to you guys and share my experiences, Um, but due to um, sensitive um, privacy stuff, I'll probably keep a lot of these uh, people anonymous, Um, and B... (laughs) I'm so sorry. What? (laughs) Sorry, I laughed, and that was not a laughable moment, but when you said that, why did my mind go, am I on the list? (laughs) I had to explain why I just randomly laughed in the middle of you saying that you were going to keep people anonymous. I'm sorry. Continue. I apologize. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Like, seriously. It's okay. (laughs) Um, And B, uh, it is definitely something that's out there right now. And I kind of have a few questions and kind of want a different, like, outlook and perspective on how you guys think about um, some of these sexual allegations and what actually happens within your social and work setting. So I know everybody has been listening to the uh, to the news, or if not the news, a lot of other social media outlets with Bill Cosby, Kevin Spacey, um, Harvey Weinstein, etc. Um, 
all of these celebrities coming out of the woodworks and um, being accused, some rightfully accused, <laughs> for some sexual misconduct. And mm-hmm. I, I know several other celebrities who have witnessed that have turned the shoulder on it because there wasn't a lot of social media and maybe because everybody wants to be on the hush hush and you know get paid because they might be their boss or whatnot but um i'm not sure what's like firing up everything that's going on here but um, my first question was to you Brittany, because i know that you you have like a keen eye for certain things and certain people like you read them very well um in your office space so i was gonna ask um kind of it's kind of open-ended question but Mm -hmm. how far is too far in a work setting or a social setting when somebody is making a um vulgar joke um or any type of sexual uh, innuendos oh how far is too far i really don't want to hear that at work at all to be honest with you so I don't, for me, I kind of feel like my answer is going to be um, that it's personality-based because I've been in a lot of work settings where um, my coworkers, like, joke around just about a number of things. It doesn't have to necessarily be something like a sexual joke or, um, you know, an, a sexual advance, but just literally uh, just things that shouldn't be talked about at work, period. Um, so I've been in, like, those jobs where I have co-workers who do that, and then they like it and enjoy it because they feel like they need some sort of entertainment at work. And I kind of was pitted as, like, the Debbie Downer at work because I'm like, can we just focus on, like, work? So for me, that line is very, like, thin. Um, I don't want to hear that stuff at work. I'm, I'm a very serious person, especially when I'm actually in the act of doing something that I need to be focused on. So I that line for me is just really tight. Okay, so like let's put in perspective: if you are in a social setting now and you you're with your coworkers, how far is too far? Oh, okay. Well, in a social setting, I'm not going out with you unless I can be comfortable um, with you in any capacity in the first place. That's one. Unless it's a work event. In a work event, I don't feel like I'm out with my coworkers. So am I at a work event or am I like out with you personally hanging out? Um, either or. I, I don't really know. Okay, so if I'm at a work event, same rules apply for if I'm at work. Like I wouldn't go to a work event. Like you know my last firm that I was with, we would go for drinks and stuff after on the, on the firm. They'd like tab on us. And we go drink and everything. So if I'm in that setting, I'm still dressed. Uh, you know, I may change, but I'm still dressed appropriately as if I'm a working professional because I'm around coworkers and my bosses and I have an image to uphold. So in that setting, I still feel like all the same rules apply. You're not going to just come over being a complete dick when we're out, when we're still in a work environment to me. Unless, again, I'm just that cool with you. So, And then to answer the other side of it, if I'm literally going out, like I'm just being me, and I have a coworker is there in the presence with me, they're there only because I'm allowing them in to a certain extent to where we can be friends and we can be cool. So on that playing field, I feel like all of the same rules would apply for my regular friends. Because there are some things your friends can do and say too that's just that's going to piss you off and you're going to be like, okay, hold up, whoa, like, calm down so I feel like that same rule would apply but I wouldn't necessarily want to be like clean cut with it 
because we're out, we're chilling. This is after work. You're you're now my friend in my social circle, so I'm not gonna have those boundaries in my own social circle. If I have to have that boundary with a coworker there, then you 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 don't need to be here. Mm-hmm. I know that we. I guess there's like a very blurry line when it comes to um, being sexually assaulted because the word is so strong, but a lot of actions maybe or may seem minute or a lot of things that you say may you know may be brushed off but like what sort of verbal cyber or physical type of um sexual um harassments have you experienced or just noticed and never really said anything or anything that you can actually think of to be like aware of at work or you know amongst even your friends it's so funny that the way that I'm thinking about this, the answer that I'm going to say, sometimes I wonder, too, like, where does my thought process even come from? Because I feel like what I'm going to say is not a popular train of thought. So I always wonder, like, where, but I'll just say it. So I feel like sexual harassment in the workplace only comes into play when the person isn't actually attracted to whoever's making the advance because I have co-workers who have dated people in the office but if it was a certain somebody who wasn't very attractive then oh my god I'm going to HR he keeps bothering me I don't know what he wants from me so it's like well if he was cute and fine and one of the attorneys would you still have that same like thought about it because literally there are people in the office, you know, where there shouldn't be any fornication at lower levels, working with their superiors. But when they go into the office, you don't know. They might be in there doing something they're not supposed to. There's all that type of thing going on at the office. Now, I th- and I, there's, it's clearly not always a harassment sort of situation. So I guess I don't know because I feel like that one advance where it's like, hey, let me take you out, you know, like is that where we draw the line is that sexual harassment because if you complain about it it becomes sexual harassment harass- exactly but if that person was cute and you were like "Ooh, i kind of like him then everything's okay and, and it's fine now just to make this clear just to let our audience know you had no idea what we were talking about and what was on our list and outline today no i did not know what we were talking about i'm not looking at any outline I'm just talking okay so funny enough that's literally my next question to follow up on this was your mindset is not so far from, you know, normal because there have been um, even some funny, quote unquote, if you think it's funny, memes on Instagram stating that an attractive guy comes up to you and asks you out or asks you for your number and you're all gung ho for it. But then this guy that's fairly not attractive asks you and then all of a sudden sexual harassment. I completely agree. Like, um, my question was, is sexual harassment determined on whether or not you're attracted to that person? And it just sucks that... To a certain level. So, for, like, so this is what I was going to say, too. So, given everything that I just said, okay, guy is not attractive. Oh, my God, I'm telling HR. Guy is attractive. Oh, yes, I've scored. Then there's one other step to it. Now, is that guy, after being being told, no, um, no, thank you, I'm not interested, 
what is he doing now? Is he still contacting you? Is he still emailing you? Is he walking by your office giving you a dirty face? Like, it, what? what is his actions after you say no? If he goes about his business and that's it, then okay. Because I do know also of an, a situation where I was told by a coworker, and I don't know how true this is, that even after being told no or being blown off, the guy still continued to advance. Now, two things. Either you weren't clear enough, he's not getting the hint, or he is sexually harassing you. Now, guys, persistency is all dope, but if somebody's uncomfortable, no means no. Seriously. (laughs) So, did she ever follow up with, like, telling him again in a different way, or... Um, literally what was told to me was there's a new girl that he's, he was now attracted to. So finally he left her alone. (laughs) He's a creeper. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Fresh meat. (laughs) Right. That's exactly what the, it was like, oh yes, finally, like somebody else for him to bother. Oh, that's absolutely terrible. And I really think that's such sexual harassment. I mean, it may be. I wasn't saying that it wasn't, but I just also feel like there are definitely a lot of instances where it's kind of like the guy isn't attractive, and then the woman is just like, what do I do? What do I do? Then they go the corporate route of it, like, oh, excuse me. But then there's guys out there that date women on their job. So it just, there, there just needs to be better communication from... Yeah, I know you're probably not going to agree, but to me, there just needs to be better communication because I feel like, as a woman, I kind of feel like I am, I take the approach of when a guy approaches me, whether he's attractive or not attractive or whatever the case is, I'm very polite. And I sometimes feel like the guy may think that because I'm being polite, it's a green light. Even if I'm saying, I'm telling you no. But the reason why I'm polite is because I actually take into account that men have to, or they're expected to, the majority of the time, approach a woman. So I don't sit there, and if a guy comes up to me and I'm not attracted to him, ew, excuse me, uh, no, or do you know, give him a dirty face or blow him off or walk by, ignore him. I don't do that type of thing because I'm like, well, I mean, we sit here and we tell the guys that they have to go for it. So how can I be rude for him going for it? But I do feel like a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Oh, no, no, thank you. I'm sorry. That type of thing. They're like, oh, damn, she didn't completely just shut me down or be rude or, you know, act disgusted. So then they feel like they can try again. It's like that sales pitch. You always get no the first time. Yeah. Dang. So I just don't even understand, like, how would you, how, like you said, yeah, communication needs to be, needs to happen. But, um. I am totally against dating within your work area. Like, I, I honestly, I won't talk to you unless I get fired, you get fired, we moved or something. But I will not, I won't even try it. But, like, what's crazy is that when you do say, like, you know, try, try again, have you ever gotten that experience where um, in a social setting, a guy was like, oh, uh, he was, you know, giving you the cat call, telling you that you're beautiful, hey, mops, come here. And then when you kind of, like, blow him off, and you feel disrespected so you kind of blow him off disrespectfully and then he was like fuck you you ain't pretty anyways blah 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 blah." (laughs) so i mean in that sense like how do we feel about
about the fact that you know men are actually put in that certain position how do you how do you tell them no like what what's up with rejection and guys i don't damn know i don't have i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you never had that experience Oh, I have, but honestly, that like this, the experience that I've had with that was so long ago, years. I haven't had someone do that to me in years, and I can probably count on one hand, like maybe two, or one or two times that that has actually happened to me. Um, but again, like I just said, I'm not rude whenever a guy approaches me, so maybe that's why. I have had that happen like a couple times, but... Not like something that's just so prevalent that it's always happening. It's a thing for me. No, and it's been years. Now, is it too far when a guy's actually trying to talk to you and they put their hands on you? Not in some type of abusive way, but like, you know, they grab on you or they touch your shoulder or something like that. I mean, it depends where you're grabbing me and how you're grabbing me. It it totally depends because I feel like when you want to, when you are dating and you're you know you're out there you're courting and things like that body language does come into play so I don't think that showing that you're attracted or that you're interested using your body language is completely inappropriate but you do know when you don't know someone and you're going to approach a woman that you need to touch her in a way that makes her feel comfortable if you don't have that damn common sense then don't do it Right, and that's what I meant. Like, you don't know this person, or this person's at your job, and they put their hands on your shoulder Right. two seconds too long. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I don't think that that's a problem. I don't think that using your body language when you're trying to talk to someone and court them is a problem. I think that it's a problem when the person who's doing it doesn't really know how to do it respectfully. And I feel like a guy, any guy that will listen to this, you damn know if you're one of the ones who don't know how to do it respectfully. How would I know? Because if the girl curses your ass out, gives you a side eye, and you know you do it again to another girl, she curses you out or gives you a side eye or looks at you crazy or moves your hand from wherever you've placed it, if you've had that happen a few times, you don't know how to do it correctly. Don't do it. Just don't touch them. You don't know how to do it. You don't know how to respect that boundary if you've gotten that feedback a few times. Now, if you're a guy who's done that and you've gotten the girl to lean in a little bit closer and get comfortable and say, okay, well, you know, that was nice. She's giving you that response. You you might be okay. You might be okay. Or just to play it safe, don't do it at all. (laughs) I'm anti-touch. Don't touch me. (laughs) Man, woman, work. Don't touch me. I've had, when I when a guy approaches me to talk to me and touches me, they grab my hand. And I'm okay with that. I get the pull on the elbow, which I feel is so disrespectful. Don't just, don't touch me. <laughs> talk to me. I'm more of that. I, I kind of feel like the pull on the elbow, I would be fine with that. I'd be fine with it. It, it depends on how. Am I walking, like, ahead of you and you reach out, like, and grab my elbow from behind and pull me back? I don't like that move. But, like, if I'm kind of standing next to you and you reach and, you know, because in my head I'm standing there with, like, a drink in my hand and you grab my elbow and kind of pull me next to you, like, sideways next to you, just a little, like, nudge, like, hey, come here. I'm like, Even come. if you don't know them? Yes, I'm fine with that. I'm not. <laughs> now, the only thing is, 
Now, I'm not saying, like, he needs to grab your elbow and leave his fingerprints. I'm just saying if I would be okay with that gesture, like, just grabbing my elbow and, like, kind of pulling me to the side. Like I said, this is not if I'm walking way ahead of you or I'm, in, I'm directly in front of you and you're reaching your arm out, extending it in front of me, like, in front of you to pull my arm back. That I don't think I would be receptive to because I just don't want to be pulled backwards, period. Don't pull me back. But if I'm, like, standing next to you and you kind of grab my elbow and just say, oh, hey, come here, like, you kind of touch my elbow or something, I think I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with men grabbing my hand. Like, last night, a guy approached me, and he, um, you know, he just kind of grabbed my hand and was like, hey, you know, you're so beautiful, and, you know, are you here with someone? And I politely told him, I'm not interested. But I was okay with him grabbing my hand. He's trying to court someone. That's fine with me. He just made that sound so romantic. No, I'm just saying, I'm okay with the hand thing. I'm okay with the elbow. I don't really like it when guys put their hand around my waist because I feel like they always try to get a little bit of a booty touch in there. And I'm like, Of course. Yeah, so I kind of don't like the booty touch. I don't like the booty touch. Like, you just, everything about that told me you want to have sex with me, and now I'm annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell her. Do not touch not my booty. That. Don't touch my booty. Like, come to me. Like, you know I'm all about gentlemen. Like, I am. Anybody out there listening, okay? Like, <laughs> memo. Gentlemen. That's the what Finesse. works for me. That's what works Finesse for me. It. Um, But to, like, get into the meat and potatoes. Fine. Um, I do have another question before I actually share my experience. Um, Before moving forward, do you feel like it's the woman's fault that she is addressed by men in a certain manner based on whether her uh, gestures or what she wears. See, you told everyone that we weren't man bashing at the beginning of this. I'm not. I'm taking perspective. No, I'm not, I know that you are not. But what I'm getting ready to say might sound like I'm man bashing and I'm, quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. I Do I feel like it's a woman's fault? No, I don't feel like it's the woman's fault. I feel like sometimes women can allow a situation to flourish to a certain point that is not healthy. I do feel that way. But I do not feel like it's ever a woman's fault to be assaulted. I th- and I what I was the reason why I gave that preface like hey, you know, you might feel like I'm man bashing is because I just want to say that I feel like men in this, I'm just talking about in this arena, in this whole situation, whatever. Men are disgusting. I just think they they are disgusting. I'm starting to really, truly think of men more and more like animals. Like, you know, you, you always heard that term before. Men are dogs, men are animals. And it just, it's so generic and so common to hear that I really didn't pay attention to it. Basically, the, yeah, so the older that I get, the more that I feel like men are this, this primordial freaking creature, like animal. Um, and I just feel like, cause the, the, like thinking about that whole concept and the question that you just asked me, it makes me think about the whole thing with women and the way that they dress um, and how men, I feel like men think that when a woman dresses a certain way, they're showing a certain body part, things like that. Oh, you're asking for it. You're inviting this behavior, stuff like that. But why is it that, you know, men, 
as strong as intelligent and suave that they want us to think that they are then give themselves a pass to become this headless mechanical machine of just I saw ass it's mine like I don't get the connection I don't appreciate the connection and I just think it's completely disgusting um I agree actually Lee actually that's a great segue into what I wanted to talk about um my personal experience and it's not technically in the workforce per se but I had somebody very close to our family Um, close to my mom, I would have to say, and, um, since I was probably 12, uh, that person has been a part of our lives and has been, um, let's just say molesting me, (laughs) which he was, but I couldn't find a nicer way to say it. Um, and from the age of 12 to about the age of 16, that is something I literally dread about going home after dance and not having any activities to do. I would find myself trying to um, just, like, run away or, like, run, hide in my room or find something important to do where I wouldn't be bothered. Um, and that's something that, like, I wanted to understand on why do men feel like they can just take whatever they have. Mind you, this is a complete extreme, so I'm not trying to compare all men to this monster but just the fact that you know you're dealing with a child and being molested with um, by a grown-ass man for those fathers who have daughters like kind of just take perspective on how you kind of want your daughter to be treated or how you want your daughter to be looked at I understand that there's animalistic um, instincts that you guys have and you know you have the core and whatnot but at the end of the day that is a human being that is somebody that you know, you are actually stepping into their lives and can make a huge impact on. So don't destroy them because you wouldn't want somebody destroying you or your daughter if you have a daughter or son. Don't destroy them. But like you said, like so many times before, men think with their penis. I literally, like, so the, the, I don't know how I'm trying to say this. The the conclusion I'm coming to, I don't really know what I'm saying, but the, the conclusion that I'm starting to come to with men is literally, like, when they want to have sex or they want to be turned on or, like, fulfilled in that way, all bets are off. Like, everything is out the window. And I feel like that's why, not to talk about a lesser topic, but that's why there's cheating 24-7. You know what I mean? Like, there's, I don't feel like, for whatever reason it is, men have that filter i don't understand like why they don't really have the filter also um like i i I don't think they understand and i guess you know because they think down there versus up there like i said not man bashing but it's a lot of the times that you know down there kind of takes over but like they don't understand the gravity of the situation of what you're doing like between rape sexual assault like for me um i was molested by this grown-ass man and now i didn't think that was going to be any different um that that would make a difference in my life but within every relationship that i have intimacy is such a tough part for me because i either get um the guy saying oh i don't feel like you want to have sex with me because i'm still dealing with my issues or um my counterpart may want to touch me in a certain way but then i start having flashbacks now 
yes, I should be talking to somebody about it, but it is a sensitive subject, and I, I will, and I'm growing, and I'm able to actually, you know, confide in some of my friends and family, but it's, it's very, it's, it starts to become a problem when men start just doing what they want and just taking what they want, um, especially, like I said, these high corporate, high dollar millionaire people, um, and celebrities just, just because you have that status does not mean that you need to do that. And with that, like women, I know it's scary and I know it's very difficult to try to talk to somebody because you don't want them to ruin your reputation. You don't want, you know, you don't want to lose your job. In my case, like I didn't want to tell my mom, I didn't tell my mom until like maybe about three years ago. And that person's been long gone, but like, it's, um, trying not to cry oh my god (laughs) um but it's just very difficult to actually take a stance on that situation and And, I don't mm -hmm. oh sorry to cut you off there and then I feel like too a lot of women have experienced some form of sexual trauma and it's funny because even the person out there listening to this saying oh well don't man bash or you guys sound like you're man bashing do you have a sister a cousin an aunt you know, you may not know, one of them may have been sexually molested or, you know, violated in some way. It may have not have been, you know, it could be to a lesser extent or to a greater extent, but you have women in your life. You don't know what they may have encountered. And just like we've been seeing, a lot of women don't speak up. So you, you may not know. It's just, uh, and now you're just thinking about the magnitude of how many women get sexually assaulted every day, like... And even, like, when I was just joking around about the guy, like, doing a cat call and then grabbing your arm and pulling you back, that's sexually assaulting somebody. She didn't ask for that. She didn't want that. So that's just to the minor magnitude of it. But I, I just think it's in the aggressiveness with that particular thing. And not just for me personally, but everyone has um, their limits. And, they, and, you know, that's definitely going to be a personal thing of whether or not somebody's okay with that. And then just to like throw out there really quick too. And it's funny cause I, you were saying that this was going to be an emotional topic for you, but I was also prepared to like kind of be intimate with our listeners too, because I also dealt with, well, I haven't, haven't had like a years long molestation going on, but someone in my family, very, very, very close to me, did and it was with someone it was another family member and actually I'm traumatized by it because I know about it so every so often in my head it'll just pop into my head like oh my god this shit happened it's with someone in our family who they who's still active in our family and they actually talk to each other and I don't know how why that can exist but it in my head, I've been wanting to approach the person and be like, you know, I remember that this was going on with you. How are you still talking to so-and-so? And like I said, no, no, no. These are two people in my family. Close people in my family. So it kind of is my place. But um, that happened with someone in my family. I know that um, my mom actually dealt with something. I, she doesn't always fully talk about it, but she dealt with something also in her childhood and then I actually went through a trial up to I think we got up to like a mediation or something I just all I know is I I ended up not having to appear but my I would think I was about fifth grade sixth grade when I was raped 
Um, and then that was like a huge deal. My mom actually made me press press charges and it was the worst time of my life. Like I actually prefer not for anyone to know not to press any charges and just to move on with my life to kind of sweep it under the rug. So I can totally see how women will hold just it wanna in. Just want to make it disappear. Exactly. I can totally like see how those women like hold it in for years and years and years and then only come out once someone else speaks out too to say, I'm here with you, I went through the same thing, and then let's all attack this bastard because they're in their head probably like, you mean to tell me this is something he's been doing? I'm I'm actually a victim. Because like you said, women are like, oh, is it really my fault and did I do something wrong? So if one person comes out and says, no, this happened to me, I swear they, they did this, I'm telling you the truth, and then another person comes and says, yes, me too, I feel like there's also some type of recon- like some type of light bulb that goes off in the woman's head to say, "Oh my gosh, so you mean to tell me I am a victim?" For the longest time, I think it was not until about 4 months ago that I'm like walking into the house and literally in my head, I was like, "Brittany, you were a victim." Like this is 4 months ago, and it had nothing to do with any of the stuff that were that was coming out on the news. Nothing at all. It's just that the same thing, like I told you, with a close family member of mine that I knew had something going on for, like, years long molestation, just randomly, it'll pop in your head, just randomly. You could be just yeah. eating ice cream, and then it was like, oh, shit, I, I was raped. Like, it would just pop into your head at a random time, so this had nothing to do with what was going on in the media, but it was just, for some reason, something finally clicked into my head where, because you know what it is? I had this fear following me since then, since the incident happened, that somebody was going to come back, like a court official or someone, and tell me that I was wrong. I literally was like, they're going to come back to me and tell me that I need to go to jail because I did something wrong, like literally in my head. And I didn't get that like clarity moment until about four months ago. So, I mean, the topic is not well It's not well talked about. It's something that taboo. It's something that women are always being, t- being told in some way that they could have done something different or something better. When really, in this situation, I don't want to generalize all men, but in this situation, men are dogs. They don't think with their head. They think about the end goal of that one specific moment. And that's all it is. It's one moment. And then you ruin somebody's entire life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a lot of um, bashing going on to the women who come out years later because, oh, my God, why did you wait so long? You, n- you never know what you'll do until you're actually in a situation. And coming from someone who's gone through it, and Cassie, you like you said, you don't really like talking about it. You kind of want to sweep it under the rug. Like, I feel like people like us will understand and then if you haven't really actually maybe really gone through it or been close to it then you may question why has it been 20 years because we don't want to remember it (laughs) at all at all yeah like you literally try to do whatever it takes not to remember it now when it comes back 10 times fold haunting you with like whatever you do in life your relationships like you know your friendships and you know it's time to talk to somebody and you can't change it maybe you can do something about it but that just really sucks and i i want to i want to let a lot of the women out there know that if you haven't experienced it try to make yourself very clear and i'm a pro act 
like I'm an active person on holding pepper spray. <laughs> so um, just try to protect yourself in a certain situation. I'm not trying to tell you just go pepper spray everybody that makes a pass at you. Yeah, but, just um, be clear. It's okay to say no, um, even though we won't even get there. That's a whole other conversation. We won't even touch it. But it is okay to say no. It's okay to be polite when you say no as well, too. It's okay yeah. to just politely say no thank you thank you so much for the compliment but i'm just not interested it's okay i've gotten a lot of like just okay cool you know well it's really nice to meet you you know keep doing your thing keep being cute whatever i've gotten a lot of that from just being polite and being assertive also well like i said you guys um women especially make sure you just watch out for that and i know we've just been talking about the women's perspective i i do apologize we do not have a man in here but i know men also go through it as well um if you guys have any stories or anything you want to share you don't have to put your name on them but just definitely go ahead and shoot us an email um hot mess mom podcast at gmail.com um definitely be anonymous but um if you do need help as well just you know give us a shout out let us know and we'll probably find um a way that we can go ahead and express that um but I want to thank you guys for listening in. I know it's kind of a tough subject. We didn't get really too, like, sappy. But I just wanted to just bring that awareness out and just kind of give some type of perspective where everybody's just not judging somebody because of this, that, and the third. Um, but I don't know, Brady, do you have any tips? Men out there, do better. <laughs> Non-man bashing episode. <laughs> do better. Do better. We appreciate all the good men out there. I, I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for being respectful and being awesome and amazing. Um, but then again, Don't be trying go... to clean up my feedback. Um, no, I'm not trying to clean up your feedback. I'm just coming from my heart to the good men that are out there. There are good men out there. Very few and far between. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> that is literally um, a joke. Whoever whoever listens to this and keeps telling you that we man bash, tell them to go kick rocks. Don't listen. Cause we need to be real. If we're being if we're recounting things that we've gone through, then that's just what it is. It's valid. We can't help that. Absolutely. Just saying. Remember, <laughs> remember go ahead and follow us on um, our IG account, hot mess mom underscore podcast. And also remember, we are on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes. Thank you guys again for joining us for another episode of Hot Miss Mom. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.